Hello, faithful train passengers. It is I again. Your faithful, faithful? Yes. Your faithful conductor. Tall Tom here to take you on another train of thought. I've been thinking a lot, you know, specifically about one thing. It's another deep, dark fear of mine, probably about as deep and as dark as the ocean itself. Now, recently I took a trip back home to visit my family. And you have a lot of time to think on a nice long five hour drive. And as I was driving around, I started thinking about the ocean itself. This majestic creature, this untamed beast, this two thirds of our planet's surface. And how much there is that we don't know about it. Now, I was thinking about this and then my mind wandered to the great documentary series, Blue Planet 2. And if you haven't seen Blue Planet 2, I highly recommend it. I believe it is Hans Zimmer that does the music for it. And I will actually look that up because I really enjoyed that documentary. And just the music for it just really made you feel like you were there underwater, like you needed to hold your breath to actually enjoy what was going on. Like you were actually underwater, you know? It was just majestic. You know, it was narrated by Sir David Attenborough. And you know when David Attenborough is narrating over something, it's going to be just amazing. And yes, Hans Zimmer did do the music for Blue Planet 2. It's just a truly extraordinary series, and it shows you everything from the beautiful coral reefs of our planet to the deep, dark depths of the ocean's furthest corners. And while you're down there, you see almost alien-like life forms, which is amazing. It's something that we thought we would never be able to picture in our head of heads, our minds. Our brain can either know everything or nothing about a certain topic. It can tell us everything we need to know, but we just have to figure it out. And the ocean is like the mysterious basement of our planet. We know so much about it. And we're still learning how much of our oceans have been charted, have been mapped, have been known about. There are still undiscovered creatures living in our oceans. Maybe it's a species of whale that looks a lot like a beluga, but actually has some sort of genetic difference from a beluga whale. Or it could be something as bright and as fluorescent as plankton, bioluminescent plankton. It's just so interesting to me how much we don't know about our oceans. A lot of people say, you know, before we go to space, we should map out our oceans, figure out everything that there is to know about our planet before we go to space. And I think that's kind of correct. What if there's something down there in the oceans that we don't know about? What if HP Lovecraft was correct? And what if Cthulhu is actually down there? What if the Megalodon exists? 
what if the Mosasaurus from Jurassic World is in our ocean still? While all of this is highly unlikely, we'll never know. Another thing I want to bring up is a point that David Attenborough goes ahead and explains in his Blue Planet 2 series. That... Oh, hold on. My mind just slipped. Well, we'll go back to that if I can remember it. Now, another point that I would like to bring on is how vast our ocean is. For most of our oceans, to use a comparison that David Attenborough says, the ocean is like a great blue desert. And for the majority of it, he's correct. There's nothing there for the majority of the deep ocean shallows or deep ocean depths. If you were to go do a straight deep dive, you would see nothing. You might see the frequent dolphin here or there, but the majority of the ocean's life is in shallow tidal pools or around coral reefs, but you won't find anything in the middle of the ocean. You might have a school of mackerel swimming by or something like that, but it's just a great unending desert. Have you ever seen those pictures of a person and it's zoomed in, so you see the whole six foot of a human being. And then they zoom out to where you're ten feet away from the human, and there's a lot of blue around them. But then they zoom out further and further, and you can still see the person. But you can just see them as, like, the dot on the top of an I. The letter I, that is. Compared to putting them next to a blue whale. But to put it in perspective, here's a picture of a great massive blue whale. And we zoom out further than that. And we zoom out further than that. And we see just how big and empty and vast our oceans can be. Even in the deepest parts of the ocean, in the Marianas Trench, we have no idea what there could be. It's just so fascinating. But it also bodes towards a certain kind of unspeakable horror, the thalassophobia, if you will. We don't know what's down there, and for a person like me who is unable to swim, I don't know how to swim, going in the ocean is just horrifying. While you always hear about sharks being more afraid of us than we are of them, there's nothing stopping a rogue shark from coming up to you to take a little nibble to see Is this something I want to eat? Or is this something I should stay away from? I'll tell you one thing that we won't ever stay away from, though. We won't ever stay away from a chance to shill out to our Supreme Lord and Savior, Anchor.fm. And during that little break, my cat Glacier decided to come up over by me and hop up in my lap. I'm not sure if he's going to say anything to the microphone here. He might be a little bashful. But the fact that he's here right now is very nice. You know, I was back at home just for about a day and a half, visiting my family and seeing my mom, my dad, and my sisters. 
and I had my friend Sophia. Shout out to you, Sophia, if you're listening. And her friend Delaney were here watching my cats, and they took such good care of them. Now, not for nothing, though. I know I was gone for about a day and a half, but just seeing my cats again, that's always a nice warm feeling, you know, knowing that they're okay. Knowing that you tr- you can trust them to not burn the house down and all that good stuff. It's a good time. Who doesn't love their pet, you know? Back to the topic at hand. Let's go ahead and raise Anchor here on Anchor.fm and get back to talking about the majestic oceans. It really kind of makes you wonder, you know, when you see an advertisement for the Peace Corps, for the United States military, for anything like that, join up with us and see the world and you go and you're on a boat and you're on a boat and you're on a boat and you realize that a majority of the world is mainly ocean let's go back in time about 300 years to the 1700s even before that even let's go back in time to possibly the 1400s you know 1482 is that when Chris Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Anybody remember Magellan? That guy knew a thing or two. Those people had to be some of the bravest people in their country. Not counting for their unspeakable atrocities to people of native in- intent, culture. People of native culture on places they landed at. But to sail away from your home into the great unknown, into the great big blue that is the ocean, not knowing where you're going, that's just, I can't imagine that. It's so spooky. You know, you could have fog rolling in on a calm, windless day. And it just sits there. And there's nothing you hear except for the creaking of the wood around you on your boat. You hear some minor chatter from your colleagues and your fellow sailors on the deck and out there in the middle of the ocean somewhere. You hear a splash. Is that a whale breaching for air? Or is that an unknown sea monster of malicious intent you know in portrayals of the days of pirates you see many brave and swashbuckling soldiers out there on the ocean and why are they brave well they're brave because they live by their own code and they do what they do to survive some of them might be brave just because they're out there and the ocean is their home Whalers today, or anti-whalers, however, you know, wait, what was that show? It wasn't whale hunters. That wouldn't sit well with the uh, ASPCA, no. With the Sea Shepherd, oh gosh, I can look it up right now, but I have a cat on my lap, so I just can't do it. I'm sure you guys know. And if you do know, feel free to send me an email to talltomsthoughttrain at gmail.com because I would sure like to hear about what it was. 
it's just going out there on the middle of the ocean. It's not living in solitary because you have your crewmates, you have your fellow passengers on your cruises, you have everything. But the fact that you can't go anywhere and the only only land around you for miles or kilometers at that point, because you're on the ocean, is so far away. You know you can't swim there. And you know if the ship goes down and you're in a lifeboat, you only have so much water, fresh water, and so much food before the inevitable sets in. You know, with however much satellite use there is today, however much GPS there is used, and however much the lizard people decide to go ahead and hone in on certain parts of the world, the world has gotten awfully small recently. You know, with all the satellite imagery of where things are and the fact that the world is pretty much mapped out on the surface, but I'd like to imagine that there's some sort of island out there and it's quiet and it's uninhabited by anybody except for the spare sea turtle, the fellow mollusk, and possibly some nesting seabirds, you know, something out there away from all the hustle and bustle of the world, a place you can go to not pay bills and just kind of set up shop. It's got to be out there, you know. Away from all the troubles. Sit yourself in a hammock and let the all, let them all rush away. That's the dream, isn't it? Just to be comfortable with yourself wherever you're at. Drinking coconut water and dipping your toes in the nice warm ocean. A little bit of rum here. A nice supply of fresh water there. And all the food you can eat as long as it's healthy enough to live on an island. Oceans are crazy, man. They sure are, but as us here on our train go over the transcontinental railway, and you look over and you see a kayaker, you see a yacht, you see a cruise ship. If you see anything out there on the ocean, just know that they're not alone just like how you're not alone. We're all in this together. If you even have a thought, you're already on the thought train. If you got me, Conductor Tall Tom, to help you along. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you made it through another day. And I'm glad that you decided to tune in. Thank you for listening. This has been another thought-provoking episode.